Welcome to Fired Up Podcast. This is episode 27. I'm Andrew Hopple. I'm Cameron Hewitt. For sure 27. For sure. This for, is for sure 27. I bet money. I bet Andrew's life on it that it's 27. <laughs> Andrew. Oh, no. A little, a little bit of housekeeping first. We got to get through. Well, we have, we have one less agenda on our housekeeping. Because we're not talking about the race? Well, that that is the beef of the episode. It's true. So no, we're no gonna, longer housekeeping. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the Spartan race in this episode, but... First of all, everybody, what do we do here at um, Fired Up Podcast? We are a fitness-based podcast. Good to have you guys here, whether you're doing your first episode with us or this is episode 27, plus all Mm. the Fired Up Fridays. If you're a platinum member. (laughs) Unlimited. If you're level three black diamond, like a MLM or whatever. You know, they have those ratings. Yeah, I just turned blue sapphire or whatever. MLM. Good to have you guys here. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. We have one fee that we uh, do here. We don't do any ads. We don't do anything like that. And even though we're growing, we don't do ads. All we do is ask for referrals. If you enjoy something about this podcast, which you probably will, we give pretty good value here. If you have enjoyed something previously, do us a solid. If we're doing you a solid, you're learning stuff, you're you're trying out new stuff, give us a share. If somebody's asking, hey, what are you listening to these days? at a party, or they're just asking you in general, or you're posting on social media, you know, throw us a bone. That yeah. seems pretty fair, right? Yeah, just say you strictly listen to Fired Up Podcast. That's the only thing you listen to. It's the only to. one you need. Everything else sucks. Everything else is subpar. <laughs> we also have, um, if you're doing reviews for us too, we're doing giveaways. We have not done the raffle for October, or for September rather. We could do that. Live. Today, no, not live. But Ooh, we will. We should do it live. Give the we will what do they the want. raffle. <laughs> We will do the raffle. <laughs> and you gave me a look of like, stop. <laughs> for the prize for September. So if you give us a five-star review, you talk about it, send us a screenshot of your review, and you'll be entered in for the October giveaway for stuff. Jack already got her stuff. Um, we haven't rolled away the September yet. So yeah. October, this is it. Yeah. And today's podcast, the Spartan Race. Yeah. How'd it go? How do you feel? How, how, let, let's let's start now and backtrack. How are you feeling right now? Hey guys, remember that one podcast we talked about where Cam came back? He was real confident he was gonna <laughs> he was gonna do his four hundred pound deadlift, and he had to tell everybody that he totally blew it and he sucked. Well, Cam's got to tell you another story. <laughs> Where he blew it and he sucked. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I... All right. Cam did such a good job and I absolutely fell apart. Can, can I tell you a real thought I had? What? So, remember... So, Andrew started cramping up like about halfway through. Well, let's let's break down what the race was for a lot of people don't even know what a Spartan race is yeah. really quick. So, ours was called a beast. It was 13 miles and 30 obstacles. And I think this is true. I think the, the longer we went... The obstacles got closer together, and they got more challenging. Like, there were some in the beginning where I was like, oh, dude, cake. That's easy. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree. So, and, and some of them, man, like, the strength component was a little bit more than what I thought. Like, the one where we had that bucket of gravel, and you got, like, dude, the hills on that one were nutty. And then um, the second sandbag carry, dude, those were some steep hills, too. Those were nuts. Um, carrying the Atlas stones, that sled pull, um, and then like the grip strength involved. It was, some of them were very intense, but some of them was like, dude, jumping over like a five foot wall. That's 
not tall. Especially like you and I, how tall we are. That wasn't that bad. Yeah, not too bad. The terrain was was <clears throat> Let's almost it an down. obstacle in itself. So it was a 13-mile race. 30 obstacles. Many of them were, were body weight focused, grip focused, things like that. But the terrain, this took place in the Indiana Badlands, which is essentially, yeah. wait, that's what that's what it was called, Attica, Indiana. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was an off-road, it's, you off-road on this place. So, like, there's jumps and, like, you take ATVs and dirt The terrain there. was very rough. Um, yeah. And a lot of it was sand, too. Yeah. And rocks, which made it even tougher. There was a lot of forest, there was a lot of water, but there was a lot of sand yeah. and rocks, too. Um, and that was a, a very tough component itself altogether. Because all of a sudden you were running in the you know in the forest, you were running through a river, and then you see yourself. It looks like you're in the middle of the desert. <laughs> that was that was really the weirdest part. You we would go from forest, emerge, and then there's just like kind of like hills, and there's like a line of people going up the hill. I'm like, what are we like migrating to the promised land right now? Like yeah, right? what is happening? It was it was really weird, and um. The force you generate into the sand gravel stuff, it just absorbs so much of it. So it's like you're you're like, oh, I'm working so hard and getting so not far. Many of many of the challenges, the ones that were grip strength. So there was there was kind of ones that you had a monkey bar across. There were ones that you had to hold on to buckets of gravel, like Cam said. Yeah, you, know, you had to pick up and pull weights and sandbags. There, mm. there was a lot of body weight as well as grip strength things, and also kind of just, I don't know, muscular endurance, too, is what For I would sure. call it. And and also, you need, um, so yeah, you would need pulling power, you would need grip, but also you need to be able to like control your body. So, what was it called? The um, twister or whatever? The one where you ripped your hands. Where it's, it's, so you grab a, like, handle, like, almost like a monkey bar, but it's kind of shaped like a, a U, and then as you reach for the next one, it rotates counterclockwise. So you need to be able to kind of like it's, hold and it doesn't rotate it like move. electronically. It rotates because of your body. The way, yeah, it's mechanical. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so you're gonna shift it just by holding onto it because your body's gonna pull you towards the ground. Yes, yeah, so you need to be able to like the stability you need to hang on. It was, yeah. And then there was like the egg beater. That was, that was another one. So what happened for me? Because Cam Cam did a really good job the whole time. He was hanging in there and he was doing all right up until the last couple miles. Yeah, that's where it got right. What happened to me was we started out at a very good pace. Oh, dude, I was excited. We were halfway yeah. we were halfway through the race and we we had done it about an hour 20. Yeah. And at that pace if we had continued and done it like in two and a half, two forty for the total, that would have been a pretty good pretty darn good pace. Yeah. Cuz we were going to shoot for 3. Mhm. We ended up sh- um, finishing just under 5 hours. <laughs> Which is funny cuz in the beginning Christine texted Andrew saying like the average person fishing in five and we're like, okay, like, yeah, right. Like, yeah. That's, that's bogus. That's for like people who don't train at all or whatever. And then like, dude, when I saw the finish line and it says the time, I'm like, oh my God, we're average, slightly yeah. above average, slightly above, but mainly it's because here's what happened. So Cam was doing all right. And what happened to me was around the halfway point, six or seven miles deep, we got to this point. It was it was in between six and seven miles, I believe. So yeah, almost was. exactly halfway, my legs started cramping more and more significantly. Yeah, like first it started my calves, and it moved up to my quads, and then both legs were cramping. It just it got so bad at some points, and some of the obstacles were really flaring it up. I was making it really really hard to to continue to 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 run right. Mm-hmm. At the same time, around 
in between six and seven miles, we had the twister, which was the first, I guess, obstacle that I failed, right? And Cam and I, we agreed that oh, yeah. whoever failed, we we were both going to do burpees. Yeah. And we did that. It was and mainly I, my fault. I almost, I'm not going to lie. I almost, I thought for a second, I'm like, I might not make it. I was a few um, swings away and I was like, I've come too far. Just keep going. And again, I'm like, yes. And then I saw you fall and I was like, I still have to do burpees. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right. So anyways, it's all good. The, the first one that, that I failed was that twister one that kind of continued to roll while you were gripping onto the next one. Mm-hmm. And my grip strength was okay. My back and my arms were doing fine. It was the twisting motion that, and this is why you should also shave off some of your calluses. Yeah. So if your calluses get too thick on your hands, it's easier and more prone for them to shave off or to, to rip off rather. Yeah, you don't want that. My right hand, and I'm looking at it right now, completely, my two, my middle finger and my ring finger the grips or um, the calluses there just shaved off at a huge scale. Dude, like, it's like... Oh, they're almost feels... an inch big yeah. each. If you see the the post I made about the race, people people came up to me, they're like, how are your hands? I'm like, oh, no, 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 those are, those are Andrews. So you can see a picture of his hands if you actually, if you didn't get to see them today. So they got real messed they're, up. They're bad. And then oh. all of a sudden, because I was almost at the end, and then they just, they ripped, and I was like, I dropped. After that, most of the grip things I failed because it was so hard to continue to 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 move on that yeah. with those totally ripped hands. Oh, dude, I can I can't even imagine like. That's, but it was so yeah. I was, we were trying to do like false grip things and yeah, yeah and all this crazy stuff. Oh, dude, we got to tell them about that. Oh, we got so creative. So there's one obstacle. This is after I ripped my hands. Yeah, this is this is okay. So I'm keeping in mind that so you can help each other with the obstacles. And I'm keeping in mind, I'm like, okay, we're probably going to have to help each other regardless. But I'm like, okay, Andrew's grip is going to be like just destroyed because his, his hands are going to hurt so much. So there's one where it's a rope that's getting higher and higher. And it's, I don't know, let, let's say it's maybe 70 feet long, but maybe, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet down the rope, there's a bell. And it's, again, this is getting higher and higher. So you kind of, you hold onto the rope and you swing your legs over, so you're hanging by the rope, and you're kind of like crawling um, down to the bell. And uh, that was another one where I really didn't know. I'm like, dude, am I gonna make this? Like, I eventually I figured out how to do it, and I was like, okay, this makes more sense. And my hands were on fire. I'm like, this is going to destroy Andrew's hands. The girl that went after me, her boyfriend was almost like bicep curling her and like taking some of the weight off. I was like, oh my god. There's no way I can bicep curl Andrew, but I bet if I just like get underneath him. So we, me and Andrew are back to back. I'm like turtle shelling him and I just, I almost like kind of like stand up. Dude, I think we broke a record for oh, how we flew for, across we, that thing. It was maybe dude, like 10 seconds. Dude, we annihilated it. We smoked it. Yeah. So did that good. hurt your hands at all? What was that like for you? Oh dude, everything hurt my hands. And whenever we <laughs> you just whenever, had to keep going though. Whenever yeah. we missed... Um, an obstacle, aka me. Actually, you missed one of them. I missed one, yeah. We had to do 30 burpees, and my hands, like, <laughs> there was gravel getting into my wounds. Oh, man, it sucked. Yeah, that's that's like just insult to injury right there. Or, right. or just injury to injury. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pain added onto your injury. Yeah. But we survived it. But, dude, there was, um, there were like some points where, because I was, I was feeling so good. I'm like, how can Andrew be cramping right now? You know, like that kind of like ignorance you can get. But, dude, when you, the first time you like sat down and you were just like swearing and like you could not move your leg, 
my first thought, I was like, should I just put him down like a horse? <laughs> you know, like a oh, right. Horse like breaks their leg. They're like, oh, it's in so much pain to put down. I'm like, I think I, I think I get it now. When like something you care about so much is in so much pain, you're like, I think I should just put it out of that its was, misery. That was, that was the idea Cam had. <laughs> Barely, I thought of it, but um, go. You know, a little small. There tangent. was the, the the one specific scenario that happened. There was actually a few of them, but one that was really really bad was there was this one barbed wire area where you had to climb or um, crawl underneath it. Yeah. And it was so muddy and wet. And I got stuck almost halfway underneath it. And I had to like sit up and like I couldn't move because my calf, my right calf, the left side of my right calf tightened up like a ball. And I could not move it. Every time I tried to move my leg, it would tighten more. It was, if you guys, you guys have gotten calf cramps before. Yeah. Those get real nasty. Oh, yeah. And it was so painful to try to like do anything. And I was just like sitting there helpless. And Cam <laughs> finished and he was like looking around trying to find me. Yeah. Well, dude, when I finished that mud one, I like look back. I'm like, okay, where's Andrew? And you're like sitting, you're like, dude, I need to stretch it out. I'm like, oh, buddy, he's hurting. So then eventually, I'll, I, I don't know if he knows, but I started just talking to the volunteer. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give him as much time as he needs. So I just started chatting with her. She's yeah. nice. But dude, the cool thing or one of the cool things was... Um, you, you kind of like see the same people, especially the ones that wear like very, um, outstanding outfits. Like the guy with like the really pink tights. We saw him a lot. Um, but, um, but also just people along the way, they would like give you stuff. Like, yeah. like those ladies gave you those salt tablets and then like goo and was there one other one? Oh, that someone gave you like a mustard packet. Yeah, too. The, yeah, the mustard thing's weird. I didn't know that people took mustard packets. Yeah, I was filling my body with a bunch of weird stuff. <laughs> a bunch yeah. of weird stuff. Yeah, good thing you have that iron stomach, dude. Right? I would have been like, crap my pants if I didn't. Yeah. There was there was so many different types of things in my stomach. Yeah. But it was I was trying to do anything. There was like pickle juice, too, that you could drink at one station. Yeah, that was interesting. I feel like I felt that hit me very quickly. I felt like my body was like... Like my my limbs were like full instantly. Really, it was weird, dude. I like because we didn't have anything in our stomachs. I like could not drink enough water to help me at all. Yeah. Well, do you remember that one time that like I went to the bathroom and we hit every water station, probably having one or two full cups of water, and my pee was like kind of like a dark yellow. I'm like, dude, we are, and we're still drowning ourselves. Yeah. After you did that, I had four cups of water on that one station. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was just down it. I could not drink enough water. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts, dude. It was uh Oh my god. Looking back on it, it was it was tough, but I don't know. It wasn't I thought it would like completely annihilate me. But I think since I didn't prepare well for my deadlift, this time I I erred on the side of like <laughs> tapering harder which would mean doing less um and then over hydrating so like i think that actually made me prepare like just the right amount as far as like hydration and like resting goes but um definitely should have hydrated more that was the biggest thing yeah and i was trying to hydrate before i just didn't do it well enough but i've never run a 13 mile race so why not do the first one as a spartan race yeah why not i guess (laughs) in cam and andrew fashion Oh man, dude! You know we should have we should have brought those sport beans along. Yeah, we had so much time to get them. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, 
Is there anything training wise you would have done differently? Um, I definitely so grip strength, like I said, felt fine. I would have not trained, but I would have shaved my calluses off because I didn't even yeah. think about them ripping. Like that totally screwed. The biggest issues were the hydration levels, and once my hands ripped, it was all downhill. And you for had obstacles. big rips, dude. Like I had like this tiny. You can't even see my rip anymore because I already healed. Like. Yeah, I got I got a little bit on my other hand. You can see there's like a a difference in depth. Yeah. On your on your hands. Yeah. Which is not good. <laughs> very 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 deep. That happened um, to me in gymnastics, dude. It's it's very very painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once that happened, then it was just more burpees and more burpees. So the cardio was getting worse. The the muscular fatigue was getting more intense. I guess I probably would have done, or for the next one, I, I would do more trail running, like we talked about, mm-hmm. because. What what we're doing, we're doing cardio at Orange Theory Fitness. Strength days do have inclines, right? But you're not getting the true elements of what running through a trail looks like because you're dodging things, you're going up, going down. Um, It's never even. No, never. The only time we maybe had even ground was when we got to that field where the festival is and there's maybe that three-fourths of a mile. The thing is... That's it. If you consider, like, this is something that we both know, but we just did not think about it. All the little muscles, tendons, ligaments that you're strengthening and working on when you're doing those off-even running, all those things are going to get stronger. Yeah. They're going to be used to it. They're going to be ready for it. So when you're not doing that stuff, they're not ready for it. Right? So it's the same idea. When, When you want to prepare for something specific, you can't go run on a track, you know, 13 miles and expect it to be the same thing as, as a Spartan race. It's just not yeah. the same at all. Yeah. You can use that as like a part of it, just like train your cardio, but yeah, you would need to do, I only did like one trail run and then like, I would like also do the Frisbee golf course, which was uneven, but I, I would have done a lot more trail running too. And that's, it would help out so much mm-hmm. um, because all those little bumps and, and divots and things like that, you have to be ready for that. Especially those major inclines to get through. Yeah. So rough. Those felt, honestly, dude, I felt really good on those inclines. Mm-hmm. I felt like, because what I would do when I was training, when I was running, um, let's say I was going like five miles, just as an example, I would try to do maybe a minute where I'm running on my forefoot. Which would actually feel easier, but I'd have to be more conscious of it. Sure. And so I would like mentally get fatigued of thinking about how to run, but it would it would hit my calves a little bit more. I think doing that um, definitely helped with the hills because you're just using a ton of calves and also your quads a little bit more. Um, but yeah, dude, that was and like it helped that dude. It was fun. Like you're, it's first off pretty scenic. So yeah, it's kind of hurting and stuff. You're like, man, like we're in nature, we're surrounded by people too. So it's different than just you know sprinting up a hill on your own, right? So I think that kind of changed the vibe and the mentality of it for me, at least. It was really fun. Made it easier. The second half sucked so bad though. (laughs) Like it was. This was the hardest physical event I've ever done in my life. Yeah. The ability to fight through all the pain I had is it was it was tons of pain in my legs. Yeah, like every angle just started to get worse and it worse. Looked, it looked like it. You should have seen Andrew move. It, man, when you had to like keep your legs straight and just swing it, I was like, oh man, he's fighting, dude. The hip adductor that got tight too. Yeah. So my legs started pulling together. 
I can feel it right now just sitting here. How is your upper body feeling? My upper body's fine. Yeah, me too. Yeah, my upper body's fine. Absolutely fine. Because that's what I mostly train for. You know, we were doing the monkey bars, we were doing the pulls, we were doing the walks, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as applicable. But now I know. Interesting. Interesting. See, I did, I did a, I think I did a pretty good amount of leg stuff. Like I would do, I did a lot of sled pushes, sled pulls. I would get like a high box, maybe like a little bit lower than your desk. And I would just step up to it. I think that also helped with um, some of the hills. If there was like a big jump, they had to kind of make up to like a rock and, and push off of it. This does get me kind of excited because I feel like I could perform very, very well on a race like that mm-hmm. if I was pro- properly hydrated. Dude, that was that would help out so much. Like this, we would we would have crushed. Mm-hmm. I bet we would have had underneath three hours. Yeah, probably. We could have held on to those. Because think about this: the burpees took. Let's just I don't know, maybe what like. Let five minutes or less for mm-hmm. 30 burpees, but then you get tired from the burpees, so then you're walking for a bit. Plus, all the walking we're talking about the difference between like maybe six, six and a half miles an hour and going like two and a half, three miles an hour for six and a half miles. That That's gonna add up, yeah, a lot, and then also not failing obstacles. Yeah, I, I think we, I think we for sure, I was telling people, um, this morning. I was like, I think we could have shaved off an hour pretty pretty easily. At the very least. Yeah. Overall experience, what would you say about it? I loved it, dude. I think I, I could see myself um, dedicating. So, like, take, like, my, my fitness 12 months of, like, the year. I could see myself doing, you know, maybe, like, 10 months of, like, whatever I want to do. And then two months training for Spartan races. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Like it was physically challenging, but it, it kind of, um, I don't know. It, it's a good way to mix up your training. Cause I do that anyways. Like I'll go from, um, I haven't done rock climbing in like a while, but I used to be really into that. And then I would do heavy weights. And then I would do like lighter weights, but more reps and like hit stuff, whatever. I like mixing it up a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, I really enjoyed the training aspect of it. Like, I would jog for half a mile, do deadlifts, stuff like that. I'm like, man, I am like, this is kicking my butt, you know? Um, but I was, I was telling members today, I'm like, hey, you guys got to do one. It, it's a lot of fun. It's really tiring and stuff, but, dude, the people there, everyone's, like, pretty cool. Except for that one guy that's like, you guys wearing girl shirts? Yeah. Oh, dude, if I could do the spear throw again, <laughs> I'd, I'd, dude... Right, right between the eyes. Would have wrestled them to the ground. Yeah, I would have given it. Made him eat dirt. I'd give it a. I don't. I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to rate it. It was. It was just good. It was a great experience. You don't want to rate it. I don't know. I don't have anything to compare it to. One to ten. Um, Overall experience. I'd give it. I'd give it probably like an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Wow. You know what? I think what would have made it better is next year. We should like be one of those people that like camps out there. Mm. That would have made it. I mean, but that was so. That was also kind of a part of the fun of it. Like, you know, me and Andrew getting up at four a.m. and driving there, and then you know getting set up all that, and then driving back. Like that was a part of the fun of it. But I think it would have been. Dude, if I had to take a know. tent down after doing that race, I would want to die. Dude, we would just find a place to hammock. <laughs> <laughs> we hammock somewhere like on the course. <laughs> That'd be funny. What do you rate it? Um, I'd probably 
probably a seven and a half. Like it would be an eight, eight and a half if I was okay. But that like it made it so much less enjoyable because I was in so much pain. Yeah. So like think- it's like today. So we're we're recording this everybody on Sunday. Yeah. The day after. Done coaching. Coaching sucked today. It just hurts yeah. to move. I feel pretty good. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. I'm I am tired and like I can tell my body's kinda tired, but um dude, I'm like muscularly like I'm, I'm feeling pretty good i just i have this intense soreness because <laughs> <laughs> and, and this deep depression <laughs> if i started cramping up around six or seven miles there was a half of a race that i was fighting through eventually really intense cramps yeah and i just i did not stop we continued to move we continued to to even if we were slowing down we yeah. didn't stop at all we just kept going yeah yeah, we didn't really stop. It was a very, we would like walk, kind of jog a little bit, walk a bit. And it just, we just kept finishing. Mm-hmm. So it was just all piling on top of each other. So so the soreness I feel is so intense because it's just like six and a half. It was like hours of workout while your body's hitting fatigue. Yeah. Dude, you, I mean, you really shocked your body. Yeah. You're, you're not as bad as how Austin felt after his like uh, 13 mile Tough Mudder. But it's probably similar. Like, your muscles were probably like, what is happening to us right now? Like, just completely throwing them off. We're just going to feed it really well this week and see what happens. Dude, if you... Dude, you got to do a lot my of legs are back. Stuff. My legs are back to normal. They're huge again. I'm telling you, man. You got you to gotta do sauna sessions. Yeah. Take, take some, like, quick digesting, like, carbs and protein. Go into a sauna. Get your heart rate kind of up. And just... Dude, I, I stretch in the sauna. And it makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, seriously. Even when it's not after like an intense thing like a Spartan race, I'll do it just after a, a regular workout just because I recover so much quicker. We should create some kind of training program for Spartan races. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, yeah, Cam is a part of the team officially. What? The online training team. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? So Cam has been on the fence about it for a little while, but he's a part of it. So we've had the online training, um, I guess the I guess the online training team. We've been building it, and we're we have quite a few people involved right now, which is really awesome. Yeah. And Cam's officially he's committed. He decided he wanted to be a part of it, and kind of what 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 my objective. I know your objective too. A part of this because this all ties in. We want to get better at programming. We yeah. know that we're very yeah. good coaches, and we know how to you know make things harder for people in person and work with them, but. Online personal training, online coaching, essentially what that looks like, it's coaching in hard mode it, to a yeah. sense because you're creating a program for somebody and you have to stay on top of communications, on, on availability, make sure that you're explaining what's going on and make sure they're on the same page and you have to adapt and change the program to how people are adapting to it. It's much more in depth. So we want to get better at programming. We want to get better for, yeah. for people too. So Cam's finally a part of the team. And I think it'd be pretty cool for us to create, especially with our experience, because that's what I like doing. Any of the stuff that I'm like using to to work with people right now, it's stuff that I've tried prior. You know, we're working with carb cycling a little bit mm-hmm. too with a, a, a few of the guys that I'm working with. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of circuit training in some programs. We're doing standard um, 
I guess, upper and lower body splits in other programs. I guess that's what you could call them. But there's a variety there, but it's all stuff that I've done prior. And now, since we have this race uh, like on our belt, we have reference for it. We know it went yeah, very well. Okay, well, kind of. Yeah, we always want to do more. It's a bit of an experience, but like, I think there's also... A, so think about, think about how many, you know, splits you've done in like a bodybuilding focus versus the amount that we've done like with like a Spartan race. Of course, of course. Right? So I think it's... it. But we, you don't have to do 10 Spartan races to officially be somebody who creates programs for that. Now we know what a true event looks like and also the most intense one besides the ultra. And we also have a plethora of knowledge pertaining to that type of training just from the years of experience through Orange Theory, Orange Theory Fitness, through personal training, personally, and things like that. Now, if you apply and you can create a program like that that helps people get ready you know, to increase their VO2 max, to sure. increase their muscular endurance, we know how to do all those things. And if we create a program for that, that'd be pretty cool to, to kind of give people guidance on and see yeah. how, they, how they do with, you know, see how people do with races and then make micro adjustments. That's how you create a good program. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, that makes sense if you know, like, what we, what either of us lacked during the race. It's like, oh, well, what would you do to get that? Like, yeah, we know how to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm someone who's like, I want to, so if we, so I'm, I'm obviously going to do, well, we are going to do more Spartan races. We should, like, develop it and then use the software and put ourselves through it. And then do a race because yeah. you, you and I did yeah, you and I sure. you and I did different things for sure. Right, like our our train actually looked, I think, pretty different. Yeah, similar so, but different. And you know? we know the flaws though. So yeah. most of mine was going to be that upper body because I was concerned about making sure I was going to get through those those obstacles. I didn't want to do the extra burpees. Yeah, and in result, my cardio and my muscular endurance probably wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah, and my fluids were low. Sure, but that's not training doesn't matter. My arms or my hands ripped and I wasn't able to complete those anyways. So really that's what the focus should have been on was that cardio endurance, was that muscular endurance, higher yeah. repetition, you know, training for making sure that VO2 max is improved, that your recovery time is improved. And that's, that's what I would probably prescribe for getting ready for a Spartan race. And obviously also doing the things that you're going to see like trail running. Yeah. I also think more than, I think a mistake regardless, I wouldn't say this was a mistake, but something that like, so next year, is it, is is there one in Attica every year? There should be. Yeah, I believe. Well, there's gotta be at least a Chicagoland one every year. I believe it's Attica Attica every year. Is it? Okay. So now we know, okay, it's It's going to be a good location. It's going to be about mid October, early October. Now we know that we can like start training earlier, right? Because we only had like five or six weeks or whatever. It wasn't, that's not very long for something that intense. If you're not, I mean, you and I probably, if we were giving ourselves like maybe two to two and a half months, we could even make even more improvements. But someone who is kind of newer to working out, I would probably tell them, I'm like, hey, you, and five to six if they're going months. from zero out, yeah, I was going to say five months at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to be able to do it and not, and do it well, hate, not hate yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah, like my, my, my brother, like there's a lot of people well, can remember can the concept. Do it. Remember the training concept that we actually just recently went over and reviewed um, through, through an article, right? 
what was that concept? It was just, it's not the amount of time that your body needs necessarily for recovery. It's the amount of training frequency that you have. Mm-hmm. If your body can recover, then why not train for something four or five times a week versus two? Well, why would you? Well, if your body can recover, yeah. why would you not train for something? Like if, if Spartan race was the main thing that we were training for, mm-hmm. remember the pushups, the, this, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about pull-ups. Yeah. The frequency is going to be the thing that determines improvement. Yeah. Adaptation. Essentially, everybody, what, what I'm talking about here is I'm kind of talking in um, things that Cam would know personally and not you guys. The argument or one recent argument that, that we've been reading through is that, and this kind of goes back to a previous podcast too, making sure that you have enough rest time versus... Um, oh, like um, overtraining versus underresting? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, it's very similar. But in the sense, if you want progression, if you want more added strength in your upper body... You have to do a certain amount of training to force your body to adapt. Right. Now, traditionally, or maybe naturally, you might assume I should probably, if I want to get stronger on my pull-ups, I got to do, you know, really focus on those pull-ups two times a week, and we'll see how, how long it takes me to, to be able to do 20 pull-ups when I can only do 10 right now. Sure. One argument would be you should do pull-ups every day or every other day, and you would get there in maybe one or two months versus the four or four to five that it would take you if you only did it twice a week. Mm-hmm. As long as you're recovering, as long as you can hit it again, that higher training frequency would shave off weeks because it's not necessarily the recovery time that's not, that is that is as necessary. It's yeah. the training frequency that determines progression. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense because in, in gymnastics, my freshman year, we did, so we did like the pull-up um, baseline in gym. I think I got like almost four. Next spring, we did it again, and it was after gymnastics. And in gymnastics, you end every day, you do, what was it? I think it was like 20 or 30 pull-ups, 20 or 30 dips, and then some core and Every like day, that. huh? But you never changed it. It was always that. And you know, and then Sunday, you don't, you don't do anything because there's no practice or whatever. And it, you, depending on how strong you are, you might be able to do all 20 in a row. You might have to do, you know, 10 sets of two or whatever. But eventually you get you get more and more used to it, and dude, you get really good at pull ups. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. You you, you just kind of like in that way, you kind of just like are beating down your body, and then it will recover, and then it has to and adapt, then and then you're fine. Think about it. Yeah. The race. We were telling me, all right, we just got to keep going. Your body's gonna adapt. Mm-hmm. If you don't stop, your body has to get through it, no matter what. Yeah. It's the same idea. If you continue to do the same thing over again. It doesn't matter if 100 pull-ups in one day takes you 10 hours and you do it 10 every hour or if you do 50 and 50 in 30 minutes. Right. So wait, so going back to what you said about training for it two days a week, are is that is that what you did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But if, if I was to load it, if I was to, to front load it and put most of my training focus and I was doing that cardio, even if I was sore, if I was, you know, all these different things were happening, mm-hmm. if I compiled it and just did it again and again and again, I bet that my body would have adapted much better. Yeah. Even though I'd be more fatigued and if I took that rest period, right? There, there should be some type of deload process before an event. Yeah. I think I would have been very, very good to go. Yeah. That, so that's interesting. I didn't know that because every single workout I did, from the moment we started like the five weeks out or whatever, every single workout I did was Spartan race focused. I was, really? doing, I was doing four or five a week. Mm. 
yeah, so I would either focus mainly on just getting my cardio up. And it did help that I was like, I need to get my cardio caught up to Andrew's because yeah. like your base pace is way higher than mine. I was like, crap, I got like some work to do. So that probably helped me out to motivate me more. Um, so I felt like super like not confident. Um, or then, then one day would be focusing on pulling and then another day would be focused on grip. And another day would be focused on bringing it all together. So doing those half mile runs into deadlifts, half mile runs into pull-ups, whatever it is. Um, so I was kind of training the three main aspects I thought we'd be faced with. Yes. Yeah. And then going for long runs. Like I'm telling you, when I did that 10 mile run without stopping, except to, you know, take my shirt off and eat sport beans or whatever. When I ended it, I was like, if I can jog 10 miles straight, adding another three miles, but also having obstacles where you get to kind of, you're not doing like cardio mentally. It gave me an insane amount of confidence. Cause I'm like, I am, I'm ready for this race. And I felt like my cardio was there as well. And there was times during that 10 mile run where I was thinking, crap, I really want to stop. But I was like, no, Cam, just keep, just keep going. And so that also kind of formed, I think some, some mental toughness, which helped. But when you get cramps as bad as you were getting, it's like, you can't always, I don't know, maybe some people can, but you can't always will yourself through everything like cramps that are not letting you move your leg you you got to do what you are able to do like looking back on it do you think you really could have been like no andrew just start running and don't stop no there's no way like, it was probably a physical i was i was actually really mentally strong going into that race i was telling myself and i believed that it was it wasn't going to be too bad at all i remember you saying that too you're like dude this is gonna be easy <laughs> and i totally believed it too I was like, this is going to be fine. It's not a big deal at all. Yeah. We're going to be able to hold on to at least base pace and just plow through this whole thing. Um, so it, the mental toughness was definitely there. It was the actual physical like debilitation of my legs. It mm-hmm. just it did not work. Yeah. Which is very interesting to try to fight through. Yeah. But yeah. I, we did. Yeah. That's why, it, that's why it was the hardest like fitness thing I've ever done in my life. Because even though my body was absolutely trying to force me to stop, I did not stop mm-hmm. and I kept going and my legs were tightening and I couldn't run at some points. I just, it wasn't possible. You know, we, we kept moving. Yeah. So proud it was definitely, you. it was definitely very, <laughs> say proud of you. Proud of you. <laughs> it was I am though, dude. That was, I mean, not like you had like an option. To, like I really don't think. Yeah. We talked about this yesterday. There was one point in my head where I was like, wow, I wish this was over. I hate this. Yeah. And it was at like 11 miles or something like that where we had two more to go. And I was like, wow, it sucks. There's no option for me to quit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure... Like, Cam and I have... And, you know, this is what we encourage you guys to do with all the things that we're trying to do. It's the canceled mindset. The There's no option out mindset. Do not give yourself an option out. There was absolutely 0% chance that even though my legs were dying, it, it didn't matter if I was crawling, if I was rolling over that finish line. Yeah. We were going to get it done. Well, the thing is like, I, so you can always do that mental thing where it's like, I'm not going to give myself an option, but I I think like logistically, I don't think you actually had an option. I don't know how someone would have picked you up. We were in like the middle of the woods. Well, if you get, if you get hurt, I'm sure like break, like break something. If you break something, come out away. Yeah. Yeah. But like, no, no matter what, if somebody quits, they have somebody who comes out and picks you up. So there is always like, oh, I didn't know you could just like quit. I thought it would be like, oh, you have to be like. No, like dude, nobody's going to make you, no, nobody's going to be like, drag you by the collar and be like, Hey, no, you have to finish. Well, that's what a Spartan would do. (laughs) 
just it's saying. true and it's you know, also probably illegal you know <laughs> you know what built up my confidence is what? uh when we got there first off i expected everyone to be like this elite athlete and i go there and i'm like what is this like there are some people where i'm like we're both doing the same race like and, and some people saying like could we you go to the the corral like the starting line and the guy will ask like who trained who didn't train the fact that some people said like oh i didn't train i bet some of them weren't joking are you guys serious? Like you're going to, you're going to do this race without training. Seeing that stuff. I'm like, dude, this is easy. It built up my confidence so much, which yeah. I think also helped. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was a good time, experience. dude. We, we got to do it next year, but we also got to get the, uh, get the, people, tri- the trifecta. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to set up. So you guys should be a part of this if you're interested. Um, and we can kind of, maybe we can create a program. Everybody can try out, mm-hmm. including us and see how we do. We want to do the trifecta, which is going to be the 5K. It's going to be the 8-mile. And then it's going to be the 13-mile. Dude, honestly, that... So, 3 miles, 3.1 miles, 8 miles, and 13 miles. Dude, that, that 5K and that 8-mile, dude, snacking on them. Yeah, but the thing is, easy. I want to be able to perform at a high level for those two. I don't care if it's like, okay, this is an easy distance. Yeah. No, I want to be able like to... Like, going hard. Think about it. Yeah. The dry try. If you were to complete on a, at a decent pace the dry try, it's not hard. It's it's less than not hard. Oh, if you hard. just do it. If you yeah. Just do, oh, yeah, sure. But so if you want to just do the Spartan race, that's not my objective. I don't want to just do the Spartan race. Right. I want to do the 5K and I want to get that thing freaking done. Yeah. I want to get it done fast and hard. Yeah. And I want to to try and perform at a high level. Same thing for that, um, for the Ultra or for the Super. Super, yeah. And then the Beast is going to be... The real challenge is to be able to come back your and finish fa- that. Your flashbacks. Right. Your PTSD. <laughs> but we should we should get a, a group together. So guys, yes, it totally sucked. If you want to be a part of that, let us know. Because we'll start planning out our 2020 race. If you do all three of them, you get the, the, the trifecta medal. Yeah. Which so is pretty every, cool. every medal you get comes with a shard of the trifecta medal. And dude, they're pretty freaking sweet, man. Yeah. Like, we're, dude, we're getting it next year for sure. For sure. No doubt. We we just we're in the season so late that it's like we can't do we can't a, do a super unless, we could do a super, but financially major, it's yeah. like why? That's so much money to like fly out to like freaking Atlanta or whatever the nearest one is. Yeah. Like, that's not worth it just to get a We'll see. Medal. Probably not. But anyways <laughs> We'll see. Maybe maybe I'll convince Cam. You're not going to. There's zero percent. I might. Guess. If you if you pay for my plane ticket and everything, I'll do it. All right, I'll pay. I'll pay for the plane ticket if you pay for the hotel. No, you have to pay for, <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay for everything. <laughs> so there's another thing that we want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. So as I mean, all of you guys know this. So it's not really a big deal. But I half of the fired up podcast team is leaving Orange Theory. What? Holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I will be moving. Actually, two weeks from when we record this, which again is yesterday for a lot of you, Sunday, I am I am moving in exactly two weeks to Michigan to go hang out with Abby forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'd be sweet. Um, you know what's funny, man? I've been announcing it at the end of my classes, and I've gotten booed. Yeah. I've been like, boo. You said, like... Oh, it, it's loving. That's not what it's, I wanted. it's loving booze though. Yeah, which is cool. But I mean, you know, it's bittersweet. It's like a lot of the members, you know, at Schomburg. It's like I, dude, I, I've loved getting to know them and like hanging out with them and stuff. But also, I don't know. I mean, life you just gotta. 
I don't know, change it up sometimes. Like there's people who have worked for places for like 20 years. Imagine leaving those people. Woo, baby. Way more intense. Way more intense. I think a part of why it's difficult for um, me at Orange Theory is that you're not just like, I'm not leaving coworkers. I'm leaving people that like I've been a part of like putting them through hell kind of like physically. Yeah. And in a way you are helping them change their lives. Right. Like, yeah. So I, I think there's kind of like that deeper connection rather than just being like, Oh man, you know, Tyler over in the next cubicle, I won't be next to him anymore. And I've been next to him for 10 years. It's like, no, it's like, I'm leaving members. And I'm like, dude, like I remember when you weren't able to run a mile, um, without stopping or whatever. And now, you know, you're crushing miles. Like it's, it's easy. So seeing that change and, uh, and that like confidence build up is kind of taking it to the next level. And my coworkers do. I mean, the people at Schomburg that I work with, they're, they're so fun. And I would, I would say they are the best coworkers I've, I've ever had. I mean, I'm still pretty young, but I've had a lot of jobs, dude. And a lot of coworkers yeah. out there kind of suck and these ones don't. So how long have you been officially um, what was your hire date it was like the last handful of days of um february of 2018 18 yes so it was almost two years two it was like a year and three and fourths no because september was my my one year anniversary of coaching and i coached for a year and i was a sales associate for six months so it's been a year and a little over a year roughly and a half. eight months. Oh, so yeah, a year and three fourths. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Andrew. No, no, a year and three fourths would be four eight twelve, that'd be two thirds. You what, dork. Whatever. Oh my god. I'm oh you're right. Wow. Look at that. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a little while, you've been there, you've seen a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's cool? The fired up podcast lives on. That is pretty cool, Cam, yeah. I agree. Um <laughs> It's cool that uh, there's some members, there's specifically one member that he was the second person I signed up as a sales associate, maybe my second week, and he's still there. And I, I see him all the time. I'm like, dude, we run deep. And there's like a lot of members that I signed them up as a sales associate yeah. and uh, and now I've been coaching them for a year. Yeah. That, that's kind of a cool feeling. And now you're just tearing like You, you haven't even done that. You're right. <laughs> I'm just the Orange Theory slut. You're just a big dumb dumb. I'm just, <laughs> just moving from big studio to studio. Yep. I know because I started back in Riverwoods, Buffalo Grove. I did Bloomington, Springfield, and now I'm back in Hoffman Estates. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. Definitely. It is crazy. I know. Half of our podcast is officially leaving Orange Theory, which Cam is going to be personal training. Right? I will, yes. I'll Out be, Michigan? Yeah, so I'll be doing a mix of fitness. They call it fitness consulting, which, you know, you it's kind of like the sales associate section of Orange Theory. Like, you call people who are interested. You give them a little tour. They, they tell you your goal, their goals, and then you show them, hey, these are kind of the things you want to be doing. Um, and since I'll be doing fitness consulting and some training, I can say, hey, I'm one of the trainers here. You can, you know, we can do your first training session with me whenever you want. Cause they'll already know me and all that stuff. Yeah. So that'll be cool. And then I'll also be, cause you know, I'm, I got really used to having two jobs and one day off. 
So I'm like, why, why soften that? And like, why make it easier? Like I'm still trying to, you know, pay off debt and all that stuff. Um, so I'll also be working at a place called Gazelle Sports, which I have heard nothing but good things about from people who work there. Um, like Abby knows a few people. My sister, dude, my sister used to work at the exact same location and the manager who was there, he's been there for 10 years. He knows Bree. Wow. And she remembers him. So it's kind of cool. Um, but that's a running shoe store. So I'll still get my sweet discount. And uh, they partner with like Patagonia and Lululemon and all that stuff. So I didn't know Brie lived out there. She went to school out there in Grand Valley. I didn't know Grand that. Valley State University. Wow. Yeah. So um, I'm Very excited cool. for that one, you know, because then. And he'll be online training. And I will be online training. You know what I'm ex- most excited for about the online training is what? that it's almost, I'm viewing it kind of as another passion project. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that you can make programs as a, as a, um, how to put it as like a product yeah. and then sell it. So you can make a, an arms program. You can make a deadlift program, which I started. You can make whatever you want. Right. And then you can just put it out there and I don't know. That's kind of cool. So like, there's a lot of, of you. People orange. are interested in, in giving it a try. They can just yeah. get that product. Exactly. There's a lot of you Orange Theory members that do this, do Orange Theory twice a week. And you're like, hey, well, what, what do I do when I'm at the gym? You know, you're kind of lost because you're, it's so nice at Orange Theory that you're guided throughout the whole thing. 100%. It's yeah. like, what the frick do I do when I'm out on my own? Right. A lot of people are like, oh, I'll, I'll walk on the treadmill. It's like, it's not really what you should be doing. Right. So getting some guidance and, and, you know, you and I, we, well, as we're starting, we'll probably offer all this stuff for pretty, well, very reasonable prices, of course. And then yeah. once we get better, you know, it's like anything. And when we, when you get better at something, you can capitalize on it a little bit more. But even just making them, that'll be fun, dude. Yeah, it's fun. You got to be creative with it. You can it experiment is. with it. Like like the one I made the other day for this um, deadlift program I'm making, you start off by doing your one rep max. A lot of people would be like, oh, should I just start lifting the barbell? It's like, no, we'll take you through a warm up you know, get those glutes and hamstrings firing. I'm probably at some point this week when I feel like my body's recovered from the race, I'm going to put myself through that and think, okay, was that a really good way to, to warm up for a one rep max? And if it's not, I'll be like, okay, what, what should I tweak? And then, you know, really just kind of experimenting with it and, and having fun with them. Super excited about kind of that. like improving the craft, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And then you can also obviously take on specific clients and write them, programs and whatnot so it'll be a good time dude it'll be it'll be fun but that is yeah that's it's a big change coming up for cam moving um away we're still gonna be doing the fired up podcast it's yeah something that we are going to continue a lot of to people have been on. asking me about that actually really? I'm, like, I'm like oh don't you guys worry <laughs> dude i'm just i'm just trading one one blonde for another long distance because you're kind of blonde abby's blonde unbelievable <laughs> yeah, we'll be, um, yeah, Cam's training my relationship with him for long distance. You and I are going to be long distance. <laughs> yeah. Every, every other year I should come back. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep switching it up. Yeah. So we'll be doing that um, through online. We're going to test out a few different softwares that we've been talking about. Yeah. And we'll figure that one out. So it should be seamless transition, I believe. Yeah. We'll have to see though. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Dude. Once we get into the swing of things, it'll, it'll be, it'll be normal. It'll be fine. Um, Hey, one yeah. thing that pops into my head, hmm. those focus hats better freaking get here ASAP. Oh, yeah. Dude, I like honestly just forget about I'm like, they're, what, what's going on? Like, so I initially ordered those back in August. And what what I'm, have I'm they told you? I'm pretty sure they're going to be here soon. We'll have to see, though. You said that last week. <laughs> I know. 
I know. Well, what 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 have they told you? It's just they've been in the in the process of first like they're prepping, so it's really like. What are they like? mentally getting ready to make a hat right just make the hat and, and give it to us yeah and then they're stitching and then they're finishing so like right we're, they're massaging the hats making sure they're comfortable making sure they they feel okay before they send them out yeah reading the bedtime stories just send us the hats. these are gonna be the nicest hats ever because they, they've spent so much time on them yeah <laughs> if they're not lined with gold we got people that want them dude right yeah also bumper stickers which bumper stickers here, which came here very quickly they did because they were Sticker Mule. I know Sticker Mule needs to start making dude, hats. Sticker, we, they should be our first sponsor, dude. Right? <laughs> yeah. We'll send it out to them. Yeah, but um, if you do, we'll throw up those bumper stickers on the website the same time we throw the hats up. Yeah. In sure. case you want one of those. And then you can, um, maybe we can throw those together. But we do have the uh, Relentless Tee up, which we did the race in. We did. We did the whole race in the Relentless Tee. Yeah, it was black. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. We should have gone green. It was oh, good until it got super wet. And then I was like, this is like a smock. Oh, with a cold plunge? Yeah. Also, best obstacle. Yeah. That cold plunge felt so good. There was this one plunge. We had to go underwater and swim underneath. And I was like, because my legs just weren't working at that point. And I was like, this sucks. I went underwater and I, start, I instantly started to panic. I was like, I'm not going to be able to get up. <laughs> <laughs> you're just underneath that little tube wall thing. You're like, this is where. This is where I die. This is my grave. <laughs> no, that was my favorite one, dude. But yeah, like I don't know. I think that's a fantastic shirt. I still think we should have worn the pumped to be here shirts. Yeah, next time. Those should also go on the website. Next, yeah, I'll throw those. They up. should all go on the website. They're all great. That's about it. A few yeah. announcements. Spartan race. Yeah. That was it's... take my class because there's only a few left. Right. Come hang out with Cam. Go hang yeah. out with Cam. Um, and OTF Schomburg. As soon as he's gone, everybody come hang out at Hoffman Estates <laughs> because Schomburg doesn't matter anymore to the podcast. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, I endorse half that statement. You should definitely take Andrew's class, but I still love OTF Schomburg. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Schomburg. I know all the all you all you employees listen to this one. I love you guys. But you should come take an Andrew class. Well, yeah, when you when you guys coming through for that. Yeah, but class. When you guys wait, 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 quick story, because this is kind of funny. I remember <laughs> you were saying at like the world's largest workout or whatever, you met Tressa from South Barrington, right? Yeah. And she's like she's like, Oh, are you Andrew? Like I've been Oh, what was it? Something about how you were like, she was like, oh, you're like poaching our members or taking our members or something like that. Yeah. To, and bring them to your studio. And and you're like, yeah, so uh, when are you coming? Yeah. <laughs> so when are, when are you going to take your first class, Tressa? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I was like, yeah. I was like, so when are you coming? <laughs> Wait, she <laughs> also doesn't work for Orange Theory anymore. No? No, she's doing like, it, do, it doesn't matter. People don't need to know. Everybody's, like, everybody's breaking up with Orange Theory. But yeah. don't worry, guys. I'm here. We should we should revamp the uh, the Orange Theory episode and talk about not only the training but also the definitely in, that will, uh, the, that will the, come the, soon. the employment experience and what it's kind of yeah yeah like, for sure that would be cool that would be a very good authentic one to do soon yeah <laughs> oh one one more um, announcement for you guys um, we will also have a podcast coming about coming to you about recovery because we're doing that float tank that's right we're doing a float tank tomorrow um, with our friend. Gibson, who's like the manager of Float Chicago. Yeah. So they have a lot of like advanced athletes that come for their recovery and, and all that stuff. So definitely we'll, something like after our Spartan race, we planned it out like that. Good. Yeah. It's going to be really good to do so. Yeah. So we'll probably, we should, and we'll even get him, you know, he lives in Palatine. We'll probably get him on and he can tell you guys more about like the science of why it works and, yeah. and all that stuff. And for sure. Yeah. Dude, I wonder if we could convince him to give 
Fired Up listeners a discount. That would be awesome. That'd be kind of cool. Very, very cool. Maybe like 100% off or something. <laughs> what, what do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's it, right? That's everything. That's it. All right. I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> Dude, I am so tired. I, it's, what, what time is it right now? It's it's 2.30. And I could go to sleep. I'm smoked. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Guys, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Thanks for hashtag being a part of the conversation. And thanks for the support. We had a, dude, I had like nine, I had like yeah. nine DMs saying like, "Hey, good luck on your I race." Know. I was like, "Oh was, man, you guys rock." Yeah, it was really cool. It made us feel really special, which is awesome. Yeah. So once again, I was that was sarcastic. <laughs> okay. Thanks for being a Sorry. part of the podcast. Thanks for supporting us, and uh, thanks for helping the community grow. If you got something out of this podcast or a previous one, do us a favor, share it. Oh yeah. All right, everybody, have a good week. See We're out of here. Go train for your next Spartan race. Yeah. <laughs>